0: Well, we've been going through our R&R series and uh, we've been loving it. Rest, rest and uh, refocus, rest and receive, rest and revive last week. Great word by Andy, great word, week, word by uh, Ruth the week before, rest and receive. And today it's rest and rebuild, rest and rebuild. And it's all flowing from a place of rest and peace in our Savior, trusting in Him, yeah. trusting in our Lord Jesus Christ. Remembering what we've uh, shared in Hebrews chapter 4, that uh, he that has entered into rest has ceased from his own works, his own striving, as God did from His when he created the heavens and the earth in six days, and on the seventh he rested. And someone once said that after those six days, ever since then, everything else has been made in China, but that's irrelevant. So, rest and rebuild. You know, um, we had a great time uh, out at the beach yesterday. And we noticed that the waves were huge and the shit sand was getting dug up. Now, I remember when, I was young, when James was younger, I, I used to take a shovel out to the beach, out, uh, not Matara Bay, uh, Tanara Bay, and build massive sandcastles for him. He'd sit in the middle and we'd fight the tide and uh, put a big wall up so the water wouldn't hit him and you'd get some in there, but we used to try and fight the tide. Or at times we used to make a dam when there was a stream coming out, and you use a shovel and you make a dam, and you can move a lot of sand, and you can build with a lot of sand really quickly. But the only problem with the sand is that when the waves come, and the water comes, and the rain comes, it washes away. It doesn't make a very good foundation. And the Bible speaks about building on a rock, not building your house on a sand. If, you, if your life's a house, don't build it on the sinking sand of self. Self-effort. Take it up with your own self, but build it on the rock of Christ. Get your affections on Him, not on yourself. It's good to have a mirror. You know, even I look in the mirror, and I'm not a woman, and there's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror. <laughs> but I comb my hair, but I don't spend a lot of time in the mirror. But I spend a lot of time thinking about my saviour, walking with him, talking about him, having my eyes on the Lord. One thing about the waves when they come, it's like in life, they are relentless. Yesterday we had a great lot of fun out there on the jet ski, jumping waves. It was quite dangerous though when, when we were at the beach loading up the children, we had to stay well out from shore. Because the waves were relentless and they keep coming. And the trials of life and the things we go through in life, it's, it's, it's relentless. It just keeps coming. And that's why we need the rock. That's why we need our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we need to think about what we're building our lives on. So building your life. Oh, we used to sing at Sunday school when I was a boy, the wise man builds his house upon the rock. The wise man builds his house upon the rock. The wise man builds his house upon the rock. The wise man builds his house upon the rock. And the rain came I'm tumbling down. The rain came down and the floods came up. The rain came down and the floods came up. The rain came down and the floods came up and the house upon the rock stood firm but the foolish man builds his house upon the sand oh the foolish man builds his house upon the sand the foolish man builds his house upon the sand and the rains came tumbling down yeah the rain came down and the floods came up the rain came down and the floods came up the rain came down and the floods came up and the house upon the sand went crash yes that's right It certainly did. So don't build your house, your life on self. It's all about me, me, me. You know, I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about me. No, no, it's all about him. It's all about him. Jesus is our rock. What did God intend for man? Well, look at our Savior. Look at our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's time to let go and to let God. There were men that understood this in the Old Testament even. We read in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, which is a great chapter of faith, and it reminds us of the great worthies of faith in the Old Testament times, and it says in verse 32 to 34, it says, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, who remembers about the story of Gideon in the Bible, and Barak, and Samson, who remembers about Samson and his mighty feats, and Jephthah, also David, who remembers about David and Goliath, and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle. Wow, praise God. Is that you? Is that me? Man and woman of faith today, rising up in God. Praise God. What potential there is in this room. How we could impact Northland. Praise God. You see, it's so important that we have a new beginning with God, a new birth in Christ. We had an earthly start, an earthly beginning. But what the Bible tells us, when we're born again, we're born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. And we're born of His Spirit. And it all comes from Him, not me. Born of the incorruptible seed. That word incorruptible means it cannot be corrupted and it is immortal seed. A lot of people think they get saved and they've got immortal seed and they just carry on being the sinner that they once were and they don't get the victory. When you're born again of the Spirit of God, of the Word of God, it is immortal seed. It's the Word that lives and abides forever, it's the Word that doesn't return void. When God sends it out of his mouth, he creates galaxies, he creates plants, he creates the little ants. Have you ever seen those, those little ants? Those ones that go really fast? I was watching them the other day up at Rod's, Macintosh's. Do you know, honestly, it, it was incredible. They go about this fast. They go, they're that quick. And if you calculated their size, they're doing about 10,000 kilometers an hour. If you, like, honestly if you magnified it out to our size, it would be like us running at 10,000 K. I don't know how they turn the corner at that speed. The the G-forces must be huge. (laughs) Take time to consider the answer sometimes. But anyway, where was I? God spoke, and His Word is amazing. And that's why we love the Word of God. Praise God. Build your life on the rock of Christ. If you've never been born again today, it's time for you to receive Christ. God has a, a wonderful life for you. Ruth was talking about the coffee. What was that? Forgiveness. Freely. For everyone everywhere. Something like that. Okay. I'll have to memorize that. But he does. He has a wonderful life, eternal life for you to live. And But you need to come. You need to come to Jesus. You need to come in all your need, and all your weakness. See, if you're strong in self, you won't want God's God's life. You'll say, I'm self-sufficient. I'm all right how I am. I'm just going to try harder in life. I know I've blown it so far, but I don't need God's help. I'll do okay, you know. But no, you do. You need the Savior. You need to build your life on the rock, which is Christ. Building your life on Him. Build your life on Him. You can receive Jesus today. You can receive Jesus today. Just think about it. Is my life built on the Savior or is it built on self? Both start with S, but it might be the wrong one that you're building on. And if it's self, it's like sinking sand and it shifts very easily. But if, it's, if you're building it on Christ, it doesn't matter if the waves are relentless in life and the trials you go through are relentless, you will be strong. In fact, the Bible says the righteous are as strong as a lion. Strong. Say strong. Say it like you believe it, strong. strong. Come on, I believe we're a strong church, building on Christ. Amen, that was strong. Well, I like that. Building your family now. It's not just about your life. What about your family? What are you building your family on? See, as, as a loving father or a dad, I, uh, for my children, I value the guidance of the Word of God. I know His Word is powerful. I know his word is life-transforming, and I like to sow it into the lives and the hearts of my children, even when they're young. Evangeline can quote, she's only eight, can quote the 23rd Psalm. we have taught her that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. So on, he restores my soul, leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. But she can learn that when she's young. Sow the word of God into the hearts and lives of your family when they're young. See, as a, as a loving father or a loving dad, I love the children's mother. Regardless of whether she plays bagpipes or gives me a hard time in tr- I love her. This woman is just lovable. She is awesome. I am so blessed to have Ruth as my wife. I am proud of her. And that's one of the greatest things I can do for my children is to love, love, um, love their mother. And I, and I love them. And I give them plenty of hugs and kisses. Even Evangeline, she loves those hugs, loves a hug, loves to be held by her dad. I have clear boundaries. I love my family by having clear boundaries for them. Whether it's to do with what DVDs they watch. Or what they watch on TV. I have boundaries because I love my children. I understand that their their tender, precious heart is like a garden, and if you sow corrupt seed in it, it will bear fruit. But if you sow good seed in it, especially the Word of God, it's going to yeah. bear fruit. I love my children. There are boundaries in our families. Love's boundaries, not legalistic boundaries. Love's boundaries. The language I allow them to speak in the home. When James and Carmel were younger, even when someone on TV or on a video would say, shut up, they'd look at me and go. (laughs) And I'd say to them, it's not good, is it? That's not not a good way to speak to someone, is it? Saying, shut up. (laughs) Shut up, eh? (laughs) Amen. Right. No, no, there's boundaries. I taught them to be sensitive with those things when they were younger. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't be legalistic, though, because they don't like that either. They want life, and they want love. Amen. So this has had an impact. There's fruit, you see. This has had an impact in their lives on what company they keep. It says that, it says that in Psalm 1, doesn't it? Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I don't want my children walking in the council of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. I don't want my children standing there in the way of sinners, laughing at filthy jokes and crass stuff, and having corrupt communication coming out of their mouth. No, I chose that many years ago, that that would not be my children. So I sowed the word of God in them. And they didn't, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, it says there in Psalm 1. I don't want... My children sitting down and feeling at home with those that scorn and mock the things of God. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and upon his Lord as he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does, whatsoever he does will prosper. Come on. Do you want to prosper in whatever you do? Well, delight in the Word of God, delight in the Lord, build your life on Christ, the solid rock, and bring your family up in that as well. If it's good for us, it's good for them. Think about it. Praise the Lord. So the, it has an impact on what company they keep, uh, the family testimony in the community. It needs to be strong. Sometimes it's like those relentless waves. There are things that don't go how Ruth or I would have planned them. But we know that God has all things in control. And we can trust Him. And we can rest in the Lord. And we, we know that He's more mighty. His Word is more powerful than the enemy coming and sowing corruption, maybe, in the garden of the hearts of our children. And so we're confident and we're bold and that's why we sow with confidence in their young hearts. And testimony will ultimately be there in the community for families who walk in the ways of the Lord. It'll be a good testimony, a good, a good name in the community. So it affects who they marry, and it also affects how they bring up their children. How you bring up your young ones today is going to f- change the future of your family. I don't think we think of it that way. Sometimes we get in crisis mode and all we're doing is just trying to get through, just trying to provide for our family, just going from one crisis to the next. But we're not thinking about what we're sowing and the harvest that's going to follow in the future. But I want to encourage you today. It's all about resting in Christ and rebuilding. God loves builders. We're builders here today. We're builders here today. One of the greatest things I do for my children is allow them to call in question my judgment and the things I say. But why, Dad? Why? Why do we have to do that? Why do you do? Why? That is very, very healthy when the children are, can question the decisions that I make as a father in the family. I was brought up quite authoritarian, and like it was the wrong thing you don't question the authority of your father but I've brought up my children different. I thought it's very good for them to be able to question and to know the reason why. There is a reason why we bring up our children the way we do. There is a reason why certain things are not allowed to come into our home. There is a reason I don't allow my children to go to certain places. There's a reason for it, and that question, why, Dad, is a very important question. Allow them to question you and question your authority, so we can teach them, so they can learn. Ruth's not allowed to question my authority, though. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm starting to shake. No. (laughs) It's all good. Praise the Lord. And pass the gunpowder. Building your family. Yeah, build your life. Build your family. But, But what about building the church? Did you know... Some, some religious people say, oh, yes, but Jesus said, I will build my church. If Jesus builds the church. Well, he does. And it says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But did you know we build with him? We are co-laborers with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it says that he that wins souls is wise. That's why we have all the instruction of the New Testament of how we should go about life and how we should live and how we should walk in Christ as new creatures in him. So we're building, and we're using the gifts that God has given us. He's given each one of us gifts to use, not selfishly for ourselves, but to use for the body of Christ and to build one another up in love. So we're building one another. We're building the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 and 11 through to 15 says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's building. Verse 11, For no other foundation can Anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Are you building on the rock? Have you got him as your foundation? We don't want your life to end up looking like the leaning tower of pizza. (laughs) Pisa. Is it Pisa or is it Sue? Pisa. Sue's just corrected me. It's Pisa. Leaning tower of Pisa. Verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. Now you can take your pick what you're building on it when you're building in, on the foundation of Christ. are so you building gold, silver, precious stones. That's what I want to be building with. Or wood, hay, or straw. It says in verse 13, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Now, I don't know if you know this, but with gold and silver and precious stones, when you apply the heat to them, it only refines them. With the gold, you heat it up in the silver and you skim off the dross that comes to the surface. With precious stones, even tanzanite. I don't know if you know about tanzanite. The only place they find that is in Tanzania. My wife's got a, I bought her a tanzanite stone. She's got a ring, a tanzanite stone on her hand. But to get that to its full potential, they apply heat, and that's how it looks blue like it does they apply the heat and it only increases the value if it's done right but i think we all know what happens so the heat is like the trials of life the bible says the trial of our faith is more precious than gold though it be tried in the fire the fires of life the trials of life those relentless waves that just keep coming in and they don't stop those trials we go through it refines them but when you apply the fire and the heat to the wood hay and stubble what happens to it does it get better or does it disappear? It just burns up, goes up in a puff of smoke, doesn't it? I don't want my life to go up in a puff of smoke, to mean nothing. You know? It's so important that we rest in the Lord and we take heed how we build and on what foundation we're building on and what we're building with. It was once said, "When you were born, your mother brought you to church. when you were married. Your wife brought you to church. When you die, your friends will bring you to church. Why not try to come, come into church on your own sometime? <laughs> and that's good. We want to encourage people out there in the community. Come along, join with us. You know, more than that, we want to take church to the community, don't we? Praise God. Because we want to build, we're the answer for this community's needs. And we're going to build in our community. That's our testimony. And out there in the community, being a light in the world, that's my fourth point. Building your life, building your family, building your church, building your community. We are the answer to this community's needs. Northland, we've just uh, been envisioning about having a, instead of having the concert like we had in Christmas time in here and the fireworks we've had at our place, we've been thinking about, praying about setting up a big outdoor stage maybe in Waipapa and doing a massive Christian co- concert and a fireworks display with proper pyrotechnics, a great big display, sort of like the size of the New Year's display or bigger, and, uh, and sharing, sharing the message, bringing hip-hop bands up. You know, John Maxwell said leadership is influence. We could stand here and just complain about the way the world's got. You know, can you imagine the Philistine army standing there on one hill, uh, the Israelites on another hill, And Goliath was out there. For 40 days he came out and berated the armies of God, the armies of Israel. Until David came along and said, what's this guy doing? You know? How dare he talk about the people of God like that and the armies of the Lord? And he took up those five smooth stones and he said to King Saul that he would take out Goliath. Something rose up in him. It only took one man. That's what we're reading about in Hebrews. These mighty men of the Old Testament You could be that man or woman, one person. God can use you. He can use your life. And David didn't just walk down very carefully towards the uh, Goliath when he went down to the valley, thinking, well, I certainly hope God's got my back. Look out if he hasn't, because it's all on now, and there's like hundreds of thousands of people watching me. How did I get myself into this? No, no. It says, and I just noticed this, because we read this with our children yesterday. You know how I was talking about building your family? We were reading with Evangeline the story of David and Goliath, sowing it into her heart. Yesterday morning, Ruth read it, this beautiful, darling wife of mine. Praise the Lord. But I noticed there for the first time that David didn't just walk down on t- like this. You know, He ran towards Goliath. Now, God just put something in my spirit right then when I read that. We have a Goliath in our community. That, that Goliath is a, a picture of the enemy that comes to rob and destroy and steal. And he's been running rampant for decades now in our nation, in Northland. You just look at the youth suicide. You look at people being taught in, uh, by professors and that there is no God. We come from some amoeba out of a swamp. Therefore, my life is worthless and it's you. And, uh, I might as well just finish it. This, this deceiver has been run rampant running rampant in Northland for years, in New Zealand, in our nation. God wants you to be David, me to be David, to pick up that stone and to run towards our community. That's what we're thinking about. When, when, I, when I read that, when I heard that yesterday morning, I was thinking of us going out there, setting up a big stage, being leaders in the community. Let's change the flavor of Northland. You know, let's bring something that's a good concert Good lyrics, good message, something positive to our nation. Just like we do with the impacts here, and we have five to hundred or more, six hundred or more youth come to the impacts that we run here. Leadership is influence. No use complaining. God can use us to influence and to change our nation. Let's run towards our community. Go into all the world, Jesus said. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thought that was a good word. <laughs> See, we don't want Excite to be known as, uh, in the community, as a church that makes people feel judged and condemned, do we? We want uh, Excite as Excite a church that is accepting of people, encouraging them to look to the one who never failed. That's why we preach so much about Christ. That was a good word from Steve, you know, and uh, just lifting the Lord up. And about being with one accord, building on the same foundation. Oh, come on. What a good word. What a good word. Praise God. I just feel it resonate within me. You know? Do you ever feel that the word, when it comes forward, uh, is put forth and proclaimed and preached, it resonates within you? Do you feel that? It's good, isn't it? Excite is a church that makes a difference in our community, in Northland, and in our nation. You better believe it. We are that church. Yes? we are that church, it doesn't take a multitude it doesn't take a church of a thousand or ten thousand, just you and I and God, one person and God is the majority by the way, one person and God, he doesn't, just use David, it wasn't hundreds of thousands of men, it was just David and one stone, not five stones brought down the enemy, it's that simple, let's walk by faith we don't want a church that's all about the shoulds and the shouldn'ts yeah praise God Well, I've just got in closing, have we got. uh, I just got a little poem here. Let's be builders, because this is about resting and rebuilding. Resting and rebuilding. And it says here As I watched them tear down a building, a gang of men in a busy town, with a ho heave ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and the side wall fell. I asked the foreman, Are these men skilled? The, and the man you would hired, if they wanted to build, he gave a laugh. No, indeed. Just common labor is all I need. I can easily reckon a day or two what builders have taken years to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by rule and square, Am I shaping my work to a well-done plan, patiently doing whatever I can? Or am I a wrecker who walks the town, uh, to town, content with the labor of tearing down? O oh Lord, let my life and my labor be that which would build for eternity. Yeah? Did that resonate with you? I want to be a builder, not a tearer down. It takes a long time to build, but t- take heed how you build. Think about how you build. Think about the foundation you're building your life on, your family's life on, your church. That's what I've got to think about, Ruth and I, as leaders of this church. What are we building on? Is our messages, are they, is the foundation in Christ? Is, or are we preaching to man to change and try and turn over a new leaf? Are we telling what man should do or are we saying, or are we preaching what Christ has done? a work that is finished, and a work that is well done. What are we building? What are you building into your family? There's an enemy of souls, an enemy of families, an enemy of marriages that has been running rampant. And we're going to take them out. Believe me, we're going to take them out. This is a year of breakthrough. Praise God. Little by little, we're not going to give up. We're going to be unrelenting too, like those waves. Praise God. Because we are our foundation is on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. So once more, just with our heads bowed and eyes closed here this morning, we're going after souls this morning. I want to ask you this morning, is your soul saved? Have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? Or is your life still all about you? You can have the Lord Jesus as your Lord today simply by receiving what He has done coming to rest in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. The Bible tells us that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin or all selfishness or all self-centeredness. His blood cleanses us from that. You can receive Jesus today. You can receive Him as your Lord and Savior. He is the Word of God. We're born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. What did we say that was? It cannot be corrupted, and it is the mortal seed. You had a physical beginning in this life from Grandpa Adam, passed on down through your parents, but you can have a new beginning, a new life, eternal life. You can receive it today by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. So if there's anyone out here today who has not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I encourage you, to do that today. It's so simple. You come as a little child, you have faith in what He has done and you ask Him to be your Lord and to receive Him as your Savior. And you can repeat this little prayer after me. If you want to ask Jesus into your heart today, you you know who you are, where you are. I'm just going to ask you just to pray this prayer with me. And it is just simple. Lord, I confess and turn from my sin. I believe that you died and now live in me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I confess you as my Lord from now on. Thank you for the gift of your life, eternal life. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that simple prayer from the bottom of your heart and you mean it today, just come up and talk afterwards to Ruth and I. We want to encourage you further in the Lord, further to build on the solid rock of Christ. It's not about what we can do, but it's about what He has done for us.